0: Five Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Five Minutes with Phil. All right, there are probably thousands of stories of dysfunction of the disciples, but I'm going to just kind of you know, wrap it all up with, uh, with a couple of different words. Rejection betrayal, disappointment, and hurt. Now, what we see in the disciples is that they oftentimes have a hard time trying to figure things out with Jesus, and Jesus is saying things, and they're trying to figure it out, and, and so there's that kind of back and forth that happens quite a bit with them. Now, that's right, that's pretty normal. Everybody's in a process of learning. Now, you would think for like three years, they're following Jesus, they're seeing what Jesus is doing, they're hearing what Jesus is is preaching, what he's talking about and the kingdom, and you'd think, man, these guys should be solid. And that's why it's disappointing when, towards the end, when Jesus is heading to the cross and he knows it's near, and he sits down with them and says, hey, you know, you guys are going to, you know, betray me, and... Like, no way. Like, this isn't going to happen. Like, you know, Peter, of course, stands up like, I'm not going to betray you. And, you know, and Jesus says, yeah, yep, yep, you are. And it'll happen before the, the rooster crows three times. And what we do see through this whole exchange, right? We find that they, one, fell asleep and left him alone while he was in agony in the garden. Peter betrayed him, right? Judas betrayed him, and the rest of the disciples scattered. They ran when the Roman soldiers came to pick up Jesus. Now this is, uh, it's just an interesting perspective because you're thinking after this, every single day with Jesus... You would think they would even be stronger to defend, and I, you know, you can always say, well, you know, but God needed them to do this because, you know, in the word it was going to say he was going to be left alone, he would be betrayed, even by his friends. I mean, it's all been prophesied, and you're like, so somebody's got to fulfill the prophecy, And that's, it's kind of a, a, a somewhat of a negative perspective on the way that we should be looking at things. It was kind of the way that, you know, when you're looking at, um, you know, like uh, Jesus Christ superstar, and but the way they looked at Judas was like, well, somebody had to take the fall, so we're just going to blame it on Judas. And even in the, the, uh, the, uh, Um, The one wisdom, as they call it, wisdom, but um, the Gospel of Judas, which is, you know, it's a complete, um, it had nothing to do with the actual story. It was just, you know, like 250 years later after Jesus, then this community of Gnostics made up some some stuff in a book. But in this Gospel of Judas, they even set it up that way. Like Jesus is like, hey, Judas, you're going to need to take the fall. And it's like somebody's going to have to do this. We're trying to set up the whole prophecy, which is really also a poor thing to be able to think about. Like Jesus, he wasn't really the son of God. He was just a master manipulator of the prophecies. Well, there's some things in the prophecies you can't manipulate. He didn't have a choice on who he was born to or where he was born. And yet it was prophesied exactly the way it was. It happened, right? So when we're seeing all these things with the disciples and they're betraying him, they're leaving him, they're just, you know, fleeing, right? Thomas doubted Jesus. Um, I think even Philip uh, panicked and was unsure of who Jesus was. Even in these last moments, like as Jesus is heading to the cross, and when when Jesus needed them, they ended up disappointing so I'm wondering how how much of what happens in the life of a disciple today is that we can do often many of the the you know same things yes, you know we we're we're not looking at the you know being you know Jesus hasn't called us to sit in the garden of Gethsemane and pray with him um but Jesus has called us to prayer. And how many times do we just fall asleep? <laughs> um how many times does Jesus say I need you to, you know, be able to come follow me and to be able to give up your life and we're like, yeah, Jesus, I'm going to I'm going to give you a little bit, but I'm not going to give you everything. Betrayal. This is what happens. We're like those, you know, kind of uh really flaky disciples who were always trying to figure a way out. We're always trying to be able to say, how is it that I can let Jesus down today? And then we're almost searching out for the same things that these disciples have already done. We've gone over some of them, but really there's a part where this dysfunctional family plays out the dysfunction. And we're betraying, we are rejecting we are disappointing, and we are hurting Jesus and others. And, and this is where, you know, once again, we need to fall back on who Jesus is. Because it wasn't because of the greatness of these disciples that Jesus was like, all right, I'm going to make sure, like, even though I'm, you know, I'm not quite sure about you guys, I mean, you're disappointing me, you're betraying me, Jesus still hands them the keys He says, this is what I need you to do now. This is what's going to happen. And they're like, all right, well, let's take this torch and run with it. And so it's because of Jesus. Jesus lived, died, and rose again. Not because he was like, oh, well, there's something about these 12, or about these 72, or about these 500. No, Jesus is actively working on every single person. Everyone. Jesus is already out there, he's pursuing, he's running after. Why? Because this is how much he loves us. And it's the faithfulness of God, the faithfulness of Jesus, that is causing all things to be able to work. So that's what I want you to think about today, and we will move on to the early church um, starting tomorrow. So take care, have a great day.